how little can you talk and still teach this point? When we are experts and we're trying to teach people, we it's so easy to get bogged down in over-explaining and over-talking and creating more confusion. You're listening to Estimate Rocket Radio, the hassle-free online software for service contractors that keep your business running from lead to pay. We want your business to grow, so we make it easy to get your job done. Everyone, it is a great day at Estimate Rocket Radio, and I want to give you all a very warm welcome. My name is Kathleen. I'm the director of sales here at Estimate Rocket, and I am joined by my very dynamic co-host, Chris Shank. He is the leader of education and engagement here at Estimate Rocket. Hey, Chris, how are you? I'm really good. We're recording this on a Friday afternoon, and I'm ready. I'm thinking the next time we do a Friday <laughs> afternoon podcast, I'm thinking we need to crack open some beer and wine. That would yes. be fun. Yes, that's, that's great. <laughs> well, we are super excited for this po- upcoming podcast. We are with Morgan. Ray Knox today in the Estimate Rocket Radio studios. She is an amazing individual. Uh, Chris and I have both actually known her for years. Morgan is starting her own company. She's in mergers and acquisitions. She's an investor. She's a negotiator. She is a rocking industry influencer. And Morgan is also the Pro Painter podcast host and has taken over Crank on Fire. So we have so much to talk about. We talk with Morgan about something she knows very well, that's effective teaching. We as leaders, whether you're in management or owning a company, we need to know about how to improve and how to change ourselves. And we need to know how to pass that on to other people because you want your company to grow. And if your team's not growing and learning, your company's not. Learning is the key to adapting. And a team that can adapt is a team that can make you more money. So it's great learning from Morgan about proper teaching and education. And if you want more, make sure you get to Crank on Fire. You can learn more at propainternetwork.com or click on the link in the show notes. Hey, Morgan. Welcome to Estimate Rocket Radio. It's really a pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you so much for inviting me back, you guys. Yeah, excited to talk with you about a couple of things, but one... We're excited about Crank coming up. We're going to be there. Crank on fire, no less. Tell us what's happening at Crank. Oh, man. I'm so happy that you guys are able to come join Crank this year. So, yes, we are doing Crank on fire. We're energized and we can't wait to pull in some really great group of contractors and industry experts to do some different workshops and an intensive style discussions around a variety of topics. So, I felt like this was a really cool opportunity to try something a little bit different than what I've seen done at other conferences in the industry before. So kind of what I did is I grabbed a group of experts that I think all do really nice complementary educational topics with each other. And a lot of us, I know like Chris, you're speaking, Torlando speaking, Jason Paris is coming out. Uh, my friend JB Brown is coming out and he is actually going to be new to you guys, but I know he's going to add a really cool dynamic element to the mix. But I grabbed all of these people who are really excellent educators with their own focuses, and I told all of them uh, my challenge. And the challenge was, how little can you speak and still effectively teach this topic through exercises and workshops and case studies? So I'm really excited to see how that lands Mm -hmm. and uh, what kind of practical exercises pop out of that. You know, I'm a real visual person. So when you're 
when you're speaking about how they're going to get their message across, I think it's fantastic. How right? little can you talk and still teach? That, yeah. that right there <laughs> is a great, that's a great thing to learn um, for all of us. But yeah, that's going to be yeah. neat. I think people will like it. I think so. I hope so. I think we're all, um, we're a lot of like hands-on learners, you know, and we're all used to living, I think, pretty active uh, careers and professions. And there's just something to be said for spending some time on your feet or getting to do some group projects. Maybe that's what we can think about some of these things. There's going to be some group project dynamics happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully everyone walks away from Crank with some uh, really neatly learned skills that they are actually feeling well-equipped to immediately implement because they've been practicing them during the workshops. Mm. Oh, that sounds super cool. So, so Morgan, what are some of the actual topics that people will be learning about at Crank on Fire? Yeah. So we're going to start off with some discussions around communication and effective communication, um, in all of the different elements of the business. So that's one of the topics that I am really passionate about teaching. And I wanted to start off with to kind of set the stage for what the rest of the conference is going to feel like. Um, Chris is going to be coming in and teaching. Chris, do you actually want to talk really briefly about what you're going to be coming in? And yeah, teaching? sure. That's funny. <laughs> we haven't even talked about it on our podcast yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm going to be talking about um, improvement. So improvement as a leader, as an owner, um, how you get better at what you do. And, and then how you help other people in your company keep getting better. We're going to talk about cognitive flow, which is uh, a system of balancing challenges and skills so precisely in your life and in your employees' lives and helping them do that, um, where you kind of reach this zone of what's called flow. We sometimes call it being in the zone, being in your element. We have different things we call it, but it's, it's balancing um, some of those things. So every person's going to be a little bit different. So, you, you know, we're going to be graphing you know, where, um, you're kind of falling in, in how to find that flow zone for yourself. And you're going to learn how to do that with your employees. You can say, Hey, we're going to challenge you more. How, where do I find more problems for you to solve? Cause actually we find a lot of satisfaction in that. Um, mm-hmm. and how do I equip you to get there? Because that resourcing and that skills is, is the other side of the balance. You can't just say, I want you to do more and accept more challenges. You have to say, how do I equip you to do more? So that's, that's what I'm going to be going with. So I'm excited about that. I'm really excited to hear that talk. And so you can kind of hear how my opening up section on communication is going to play really nicely into Chris's section about flow and finding really good, um, finding that really great balance of things that are challenging you and things that you feel like you're practicing mastery with. Uh, our friend Torlando is going to be coming in and Torlando is going to be teaching a section around his sprint production management. And so that is going to be a really cool workshop because his method of sprint production management is really geared towards implementing systems in the business that make everything more efficient and make things flow easier because we're not bogging people down with unnecessary meetings. And we're really leaning into the types of meeting structures and the frequency and the focal elements that make those, um, those necessary components of organizing the business and getting everything everybody on the same page flow a lot easier because they're being structured based on some really great, you know, research and case studies and things that we've seen work uh, really excellently in other industries like the software development industry. So it prepares the business to move and adapt and just be more efficient in a lot of different areas. So Mm -hmm. he's going to be coming in and teaching on that. Our friend Nick May is coming in and he is going to be doing a section around the customer experience and the customer journey. 
So, you know, we're hitting a lot of different notes here. We're talking about some internal team development, some mm-hmm. personal professional development. Nick is going to be speaking about the customer experience, the customer journey. And then in a similar note, uh, JB Brown is going to be talking about marketing messaging. So that's going to spin off really well from my section as my section too. Um, he's going to be talking about really effective marketing and messaging and some of the things that JB has seen work really effectively in other industries. So he's actually my partner in some of the mergers and acquisitions projects that we do together. So he has some really interesting experience with um, building, growing, and selling uh, businesses in the e-com space, um, in the medical space, medical product space. So he's got some really interesting insights there. And I think he's going to be walking the audience through some specifics around building marketing funnels with particular types of clients and things that are a little bit overlooked in the industry. So I think that's going to be really interesting. And then our friend Jason Paris is coming in and he's going to be talking about innovation versus convention in our work and our lives and the industry Mm -hmm. overall. Um, I do believe there's going to be a very heavy emphasis on keyboards and the history of keyboards. <laughs> I was, I literally, you said very heavy emphasis on us. I thought as a joke in my head, he's going to talk about keyboards and you said keyboards. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I it's love not it. a joke. There's going to be some very dry <laughs> humor in Jason's section. There's definitely going to be a lot of keyboard talk. Um, oh, I have I seen it. the beginnings of the slide deck and it really cracks me up. It's going to be the characteristic Jason Paris style that everybody it's so knows. Smart. <laughs> so smart. So funny. Yeah. That's so, cool. Those are great. I feel like it's the web of influence that, you know, you're pulling together. And this is the first time you're heading up this crank and, and you're just like, let's just pull together all the best people in all these circles. And I mean, I say that humbly being invited <laughs> No, but I mean, like, I love that you're pulling all your connections. Like, I'm just going to, let's just start off with a bang. And so Crank on Fire is appropriately named. I love it. It feels like it's the whole idea, but on fire. That's, That's so cool. I love it. I'm so appreciative of that. Yeah. So I felt like this is a really interesting time in the industry. And, you know, this year has been a period of uncertainty for people as the Um, economic indicators have been shifting, some stuff in the housing market shifting. And of course, in the trades, we're still dealing with a lot of, I would say, big evolutionary pushes. You know, there's a lot of outside money and investors coming into the space. There's still a lot of people retiring out of the industry. There's a lot of upheaval, but we know that in times of upheaval and uncertainty, there's a ton of opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is going to be a cool chance to uh, learn some new skills and apply them as quickly as we can in our businesses and make the most of those opportunities as they head our way. Okay. So you're a student of learning, which means you're a student of teaching. And when people come to this conference, we're going to be talking and there's a huge emphasis on effective teaching. So talk to me a little bit about the tech you take when teaching and coaching business owners who themselves are learning to, to teach better. Cause that's not necessarily what everybody went to school for. You know, mm-hmm. we are training people all the time for doing the kind of business that is going to make us more profitable, but also adapting with coming changes to be able to scale your company because it requires new skills as you grow and as the economy changes and the environment changes. So it really is, it's kind of the game is adaptation and the game is learning well and learning fast and being able to kind of pass the learning on. So you know, as you're teaching people who are learning, what's the tech you take and um, how should business owners be teaching employees in your opinion? 
It's such a good question. And one that I spend a lot of time reflecting on as I've spent more time being an educator. And that's really how I see all of the work that I do. So I do a few different things, but I really see the the focal point of all of it as being really effective communication, which is the key of really effective education. Um, and I, I think a lot and, and talk a lot with contractors about the fact that exercising the skill of teaching and training, it's a pretty particular area of practice. It's a very particular skill that I don't think we think about it a lot. We tend to have this idea that like, if you're the expert in something, if you've been doing it for a really long time, you should be able to train someone else pretty naturally, right? Worst like mistake should... ever. Worst it... mistake ever. Right. Yeah. It's so funny. I think we could probably think of a lot of examples or stories. And if you can, if you can think of any particular ones, feel free to jump in with it. But, um, you know, so we kind of, we, we tend to fall into this tradition of like, well, you just, you know, somebody's going to come in and they're going to watch and I'm going to explain it to them and they should be able to pick it up. And it's the creation of a lot of frustration for people. I think it could be one of the central issues with why we see a lot of turnover. Like we see a lot of people bounce into the trades and then immediately bounce right back out. And I think it could be because it's hard to teach some of this stuff. Um, So in terms of, you know, what I think makes for really successful teaching and really successful coaching, uh, there's a lot of elements specifically to communication that really centers around um, getting good at being brief, you know, being simple with your words. And that's really why I leveled that challenge at all of you guys. Uh, <laughs> how little can you talk and still teach this point? Because I think that when we are experts and we're trying to teach people, we it's so easy to get bogged down in over explaining and over talking and creating more confusion. So I think that's a really interesting challenge to level at people. Um, and then the other side of it is that really the key to learning is going to be deliberate practice and deliberate practice is something that as an individual, you have to embrace when you're trying to learn a new skill or learn a new role. And so I think we need to have a lot more conversation about what does it look like to deliberately practice something and to embrace being confused as part of the learning process. Mm -hmm. Um, Embrace the idea that learning and growing is, it's a point of friction. You know, it's going to feel uncomfortable in some ways. And we've got to talk about how to make that discomfort feel like a positive because you know that it's part of growth. And not only do people have to deliberately practice themselves and embrace that, but as trainers and as teachers and leaders, we have to set the stage for that. You know, we have to give them the tools and then we have to step back and let them actually do them. And I think that's the hardest part for a lot of us, which is why that was my really big area of interest for how I wanted to make crank on fire this fall a little bit different. We always get together at conferences and we have so many great educational sessions and teachers and people always come away from events saying that it was like drinking from a fire hose of information mm-hmm. and that that's exactly what it is and we just I wanted to see what it feels like to create space for people to practice in the moment and let's see how well that translates uh, back into our day-to-day hmm. yeah that's good you know you're talking about an example of you know, ineffective teaching. And we probably, everybody probably has great examples of that, but I saw it firsthand when I was going to a gym, it was a UFC gym. You know, they just did like mixed martial arts and, but they were calling them UFC gyms They're around St. Louis. And there was one where um, I was going there and these coaches were great. They were world-class kickboxers. One guy was a world, world champion kickboxer, another guy, judo, 
um, another guy boxer, and they were all like top of their field, but they did not know how to teach people. And so they would kind of teach them the skills, but they didn't know how to help individuals connect with what they were doing. They didn't know how to pace the curriculum and the instruction mm. to help them make slow progress. So they did not get feel defeated because a lot of people were coming in with no experience whatsoever, maybe being out of shape. And they're just coming in for fitness for different reasons at different levels mm-hmm. with different competencies and, uh, or different yeah levels of competence, I guess. And they were just running to the ground. I saw it consistently and it was within a couple of years of them opening, um, they closed down. I walked up to the door one day and it had a handwritten note on it. It said permanently closed. And I was still, I was still paying oh, my no. membership. So I'm like, wait, what? Oh no. <laughs> what happened? But, yeah. and I remember talking to them. I, I said, I think you guys need some kind of a beginners, you know, track or, you know, something that helps break down, you know, into different levels what people are learning maybe, and, and just find some way to connect with them. Otherwise you're teaching, but they're not receiving, you know, reception is the other half of communication and teaching. Mm -hmm. So I love that what you're talking about there, you know, things like keep it brief and have a, uh, you know, an environment of a lot of practice. Uh, There's a book and I know you've read the book and talked about it before with, um, I think it was called make it stick. Um, is that Peter Brown that wrote that? That is, he is one of the co-authors. Yeah. And one of the things they talk about a lot in there is low stakes testing where people feel protected when they, when they can be tested and they can practice without feeling like somebody's going to drop the hammer on them. You know, if they fail, it's almost like a fail, um, a fail protected environment. I don't know how to phrase Mm -hmm. that, but there's gotta be some room for that. Now, obviously if people aren't making progress, you need to be able to kind of make decisions. Kathy and I were talking today about Tom had to make a tough decisions on a decision on somebody who is doing, providing some services for us and it just wasn't working. So sometimes you have to make a tough call because we tried, we tried, we tried. Um, so you don't want to fail forever and have your employees fail forever, but how do you help them make progress as quickly as possible, but as effectively in the long run as possible? Um, because you don't want to just have them cap out with all the things they can learn in two weeks and then never grow beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, you want them to really connect with what they're doing, but you want high quality, you want speed to be increasing. So that's what business owners are struggling with. And I think what you're talking about is a a conference that's going to help them learn that. Like, what are the principles for good teaching and good learning? How do you pass Mm -hmm. that on? Super important for profitability. We're talking about making money. At the end, isn't that like- Absolutely. (laughs) Cultures and all that stuff, but making more money too. We're learning. Absolutely. We're learning how to make that money better. You brought up some really good points, Chris. Um, and one of the things that that I just want to emphasize from your story is that idea of creating those small wins right at the beginning, right? right? So that people feel like it's okay to keep learning and it's okay to embrace the challenge. And one of the areas that I think it's super interesting to think about how to effectively help people learn, especially in different environments, is when it comes to elements of design. Like when we think about how spaces can be designed in a way to make it more intuitive for people to find their way around. And then that's incredibly relevant when it comes to tools like Estimate Rocket, where Mm -hmm. you have to be thoughtful about an intuitive design so that people feel like they're getting it right out of the gate, right? Is that something you could speak to a little bit, Kathy, and how you guys make the the training part of that more effective? So I know that they have taken hours and hours and months to figure out what is the process because everyone learns in a different way. 
So what we end up doing at Estimate Rocket is we deal with our customers in group sessions or one-on-one, and we figure out how, depending on how they best learn something for the first time, we figure out, and we have different processes for this, how do we get quick wins right away? Because it's hard because Estimate Rocket is a growth system product. So Mm -hmm. it's a system that can take you from say doing $500,000 a year to doing $25 million a year. So this is not for the faint of heart. And when you get in it, you really have to um, methodically put your, put all of your um, line items in and you want to have your profitability margins set. And we go through every single detail with you. But I know that, and Chris might be able to talk a little bit deeper to this subject, but I know that we have created five or six different scenarios, depending on how the individuals learn. We we do different scenarios to help them get really quick wins and be able to get an extremely profitable estimate out that looks stunning and has all of their company logos and colors and, mm-hmm. and all that in it so that they can get it out to the customer and get it approved. Once that's done, their business is already rolling with an estimate rocket. And then we can teach them how to do job costing and project management and scheduling the crews and all of that. So we've broken it down so that we can simplify it and get those quick wins and those estimates uh, approved and deposits in your bank account and all that so that you can go to the next phase within Estimate Rocket. Yeah, I, th- I think that Estimate Rocket is a really good example of what intentional and effective design can look like for making mm-hmm. learning easier, which then makes action easier. And w- why I say that is um. I, in a former life, one of my partner, one of my former partners was a software engineer. So I learned a little bit about what goes into the background. And I was really fascinated with this concept of what they call the GUI, the guided user interface for anybody mm-hmm. who's not familiar with software lingo. Um, and I thought that was such an interesting concept. So for anyone who's not familiar with that, the GUI, the guided user interface just refers to the entire part of a software tool like Estimate Rocket that um, you are dealing with and interacting with as the user. And the reason it's relevant to this conversation around learning is that something like Estimate Rocket, I thought was a really good example when I first got into the system, because I've been inside of the platform before with clients and I never went through any training. I never went through, watched any videos, never had any kind of orientation. But from the second that I logged into the system, it was really intuitive for me to be able to navigate around and find financial reports and dig into sales statistics and be able to have really good conversations with clients and contractors who were using the platform because it was so easy for me to just look at it and tell where I needed to go in order to accomplish certain things. Right. And it's funny because that is something that takes a lot of thought, a lot of attention and planning goes into giving it that almost seamless experience that like for you as the user, it feels like 
you don't even think about it, right? Because it's so easy. And it's just funny to think about how much uh, planning goes into it to make that true. (laughs) You know, the software tool industry is such a great example of trying to take effective learning and cognitive flow and attention um, and really applying it, which is why, you know, we've, we've so readily embraced these types of tools in all areas of our lives. And from how those tools are for the end user to how the industry in general had developed different ways to make those products, there's all kinds of neat lessons to be learned there that we're pulling back into our industry now. So that's like Tori Lando's um, session on sprint management. A lot of those teaching principles come directly back from things in the software development space that were hugely impactful for giving us the landscape of tools and educational systems and things that we have available now. Morgan, how can people learn more about Crank and and, and what you do and even learn from you? Um, I know that there's an opportunity to see you and meet you there at Crank, mm-hmm. um, but where would you send people next? Yeah, um, the best way to learn more about Crank or get involved with the community so that you can tap into some future events is going to be to head over to either propainternetwork.com, which has all of the information about Crank as well as the rest of the information about the network where we're continuing to build out a lot of cool educational opportunities, events, courses, and things like that, or head on over to Facebook and come join the conversation at the Business Brush Facebook group. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. We are so excited to be a sponsor. We can't wait to be there. And Mm -hmm. I can tell with all these interesting pieces that you're going to add in that have never really been available to others before at um, gatherings like this, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think that's what you do, Morgan. You make everything a lot of fun. That is so sweet. Morgan is fun. That's right. (laughs) It's just, it's always a pleasure and honor to get to spend time with you. And I'm just going to throw out there to the Estimate Rocket community. It wasn't that long ago that Morgan and I were sitting together Mm -hmm. at a Boston cafe, having coffee and a little brunch together. And it just was, it was so nice that you took the time to, to spend it with us. And we really appreciated seeing you face to face. I love it. It's such a beautiful age that we live in where we can have these great relationships and friendships virtually. And then it's like everywhere you go in the country, you've got friends waiting for you. So I I loved that I get to catch up with you. And I'm so excited to see everyone in Denver in a couple of weeks. And then shortly after that, hopefully we get to catch up again. Thanks, Morgan. Have a great day, guys. This is Estimate Rocket Radio. Join our team at EstimateRocket.com. do believe there's going to be a very heavy emphasis on keyboards and the history of (laughs) keyboards 